Hello, and welcome to the Matching Mom Jeans podcast. My name is Shelby. I'm Nicole, and um, I was kind of excited about today. So we talked a lot last week about um, just surviving, but it got me thinking a lot about like different tools of the trade, per se, around parenthood. And you and I have very different tools that are helpful. I mean, like I would argue that we do not have a lot of overlap and it just really is fascinating to me how how vast the options are and also what you're told you may need isn't necessarily true i know it absolutely kills me like when we're talking about tools we're talking about like baby gear and uh classes and like all sorts of things and absolutely kills me to see people put out like a this is the end all be all. This is the top 10 things that we need. Like I love, now don't get me wrong. I love it when an influencer goes through and they're like, my baby is six months old today. Here is what was on my registry that I have actually used. Those, those are the most informative videos. But the, um, you know, babylist.com top 10 registered things or whatever, like nothing. That means nothing well, to me. Well, and like for us, it was super strange, obviously, because we have other children. And so like even when we were doing baby registry, like we had on there a booster seat car seat for um, my stepson because mm-hmm. his baby car seat, he was about to grow out of his baby car seat. So we needed a booster seat. We didn't need to buy a brand new baby car seat. And so, right. like, and there was, it was really wonderful. I went to a baby sprinkle. That, it's like, it's real, dude. I was invited baby to a baby sprinkle, sprinkle this weekend. <laughs> yeah, they're called sprinkles when you have your second child. But I was invited to a baby sprinkle this weekend, and on the registry was like a toddler bed for their toddler because they're going to be using the crib for their infant that's coming. I and I was like, that is so smart. Okay, here, that's the thing. Never, we can just start I've there with the tools because my, my daughter has slept. She has napped in her crib every day of her life. See? That's okay? amazing and not real. <laughs> it is at least not real. At least not for my voice. Okay, so, we're not counting contact naps, but let's be honest. Most contact naps are for us sick, teething, or – mama's anxiety means she has to hold the baby the whole time and read her kindle because she doesn't want to do anything else vibes well see so we did we had a bedside bassinet that which we did not have to the side of my my side of the bed so i could just roll over and breastfeed which is a whole other thing like that's a whole other side of tools of the trade that you need and if you're not breastfeeding you don't need all those things and right we were formula from day one so like my my must-have formula item is a formula pitcher that goes in the fridge see i don't don't even know what that looks like (laughs) could not picture that could you well and honestly he never really did bottles either so there was a ton of baby gear that was just unnecessary i remember giving you some bottles i remember selling some bottles giving them away but like so he had his bassinet for like, I kid you not, like five months. And when they sit up for the first time, you can't use the bassinet anymore because right. it's got such low sides. And so like we would push it around with laundry in it so that I could fold laundry while standing because I baby Fair. wore him all the time. And like we just switched to like him being safely in our bed. Um, and now he has a floor bed, which means I can get up and down and and get with him. And it's just like one of those things where like, with our almost six-year-old we also did not have a crib like he 
traveled back and forth um, between his two households. And so he traveled with a pack and play. I do think he may have had a crib at the other household, but like for him, for like stability and like safety feeling, like he slept in his same pack and play no matter where we were. Oh. It was a really big deal before. And he that is like one of the things bit. that I would come really close to saying. I don't know how people survive without a pack and play. I because really don't, I don't know because even my though- child slept. That's what. So okay, let's let's back it up. Let's recap. So <laughs> my husband and I. Um, when my child was born um and for the first for the majority of her life were two parents who worked outside of the home she is our only child she will be 18 months old at the end of this week as we are recording this and so a year and a half old um it's just the three of us humans in a house and a dog just for perspective sakes now do yours Oh, <laughs> oh, and uh, she was formula fed, slept in her crib or in her pack and play in our room. She slept in her pack and play in our room until she was almost eight months old. We do sound machine. We do blackout curtains. We did formula bottles. She takes a pacifier to this day, and I will fight you if you say anything negative about her walking around with a pacifier in your mouth. No, um, she's, she's very sleep sacks for life. See, okay, so there. then, yeah, and then the perspective here is like, um, we it was me, my husband, a cat lived in our house at that point, two cats technically, but one of them uh, yeeted himself into the out of doors, um, and then, but right before the baby came, so then uh, we had a cat in the house, then we had a almost four year old, a um, almost eighteen year old, or yes. Yes, almost 18-year-old, and then a newborn in our house. So, and then when, let's see. So, my stepson goes back and forth, but has his own room, all of that stuff. So, the biggest change when he's here versus not here is, like, just activities and, like, food. Because, like, we, we, you know, have more people around. And then Rory went to college when my youngest was like almost a year and a half old. So okay. we went so you've from got a, like you got a lot of in and out of your house. You've got a yeah. lot of flexibility and so, there. And you've so got a lot going we, you also live in a two story house, which I think three story. makes it's a bigger three difference. Stories, which makes a really big difference because basements don't count. That's a that's a structural thing. Okay. As a civil <laughs> okay. engineer, I'm in charge of this. Basements don't count as a story. Okay. Well, yeah, so two story and all of the bedrooms except for the like main one, which is mine and my husband's are upstairs so like we couldn't right. necessarily do a nursery because i am not able to climb the stairs um you know i've been in physical therapy for two years and i've just started doing the stairs um so that my youngest could do a floor bed in his room um so you know there's kind of that so like i i was breastfeeding um my son never took a passy which was one of the most heartbreaking things that's ever happened to me <laughs> um, right because passies really are life well, and otherwise I'm the passy and I don't love that experience. Um, you know, we never really could get him to do bottles. So we ended up giving all of our breast milk to you <laughs> because he's not interested in reheated breast milk. Um, Which we so appreciated. Yeah, but we just have like the weirdest, you know, like we were constantly moving around with military and trainings. And so it is it's just very different how the environment that your child is existing in 
and the and the environment you're parenting in have to move with the tools that you're doing so like we oh yeah so like prior to having a third child in our house we had to do prep work with like I did a lot of courses of like here to how to introduce a baby to the older siblings how to get the older sibling to not hate the baby you know um I did yeah well I read a book on how to introduce your dog to your baby so (laughs) I still think that's I probably should have I probably should have read a book on how to introduce my cat to my baby because uh, she took it into her own hands and just left. Your cat just went, peace. The the baby can have the house. I'm done. Thanks. Yep. But, you know, I think that I think that one of the best pieces of advice I was given went back when we were pregnant, back when we were registering, was that like if it works for you, then it works best. Yeah, I would. I think that's such a good statement because like the truth is that it has worked for us. And there are certain things where like I could not have done what I've done without them. So like I've now breastfed for, I mean, he's over two years old. And so like that is like the CDC, whatever, a, a, a so pediatric association, whatever. That's their recommendation. I think the World Health Organization recommends two years at this point. Yes, they do. And so it was a big motivator. Congratulations. Thank you. By the way. It was a <laughs> it was a big motivator for me. But it's interesting. I wasn't motivated out of a lot of the health things. I was motivated because with my disability, I would not be able to get out of bed in the middle of the night safely and make formula and bring it to the baby. And I have such big mobility issues that I knew that it was going to be a big difference. So we had to do breastfeeding to accommodate. Like breastfeeding had to be successful. And because of that, I did five courses on breastfeeding and I bought Whoa. three books. I, I considered that. I considered taking the lactation consultant test. <laughs> I'm just going to be a lactation consultant for myself. Because, <laughs> because I was like, I have done so much. I mean, I took Think of how much that was wasted notes. the day that I called you and was like, hey, guess what? I've decided I'm not even going to try to breastfeed. I'm not going straight lie. to formula day one. <laughs> not going to lie. I was so sad because I already had a notebook written out with all my notes. And I was like, I'm just going to give this to her and she's going to love it. <laughs> and I was like. No. Nope, it's not no happening. Pan. So then not, I was like not at all. then I was like please take my breast milk away from me cuz my husband wants rid of it. <laughs> and that was huge for us because that was <laughs> at the time when my daughter was born um covid cases were rising and spiking yeah. and, and you, you really couldn't were vaccinated when yeah. you were when you're when we got that breast milk and so you literally gifted anti antibodies Anti as anti in anti <laughs> antibodies. Uh, we did call it. We called it anti milk because yeah. we called formula milk, and our daughter grew to know what that meant and what that tasted like. But then we called it yeah. anti milk, um, and it was just you know it was such a blessing in our lives. And I I truly you know I have a science based background, biological engineering degree. I know the benefits of breast milk. Yeah. I also know the benefits of formula and in our family, that was the best thing for us. Exactly. And it's all about like the mental health of it. You know, like there are so many people who are so against bed sharing and there there are very unsafe ways to bed share and there are very safe ways to bed share. And there's a lot of interesting statistics. I read a whole bunch of like research on it. There's a lot of um, statistics around the fact that if you're not a breastfeeding mother, it can be unsafe to bed share because as a breastfeeding mother, you're 
getting roused a lot more because the baby is nursing throughout the night instead of at like set intervals. And so you're never fully sleeping deeply. Um, There was some really cool stuff about that. So it was one of those things where it's like sometimes the tools and the choices that you're making lead you down a flow chart that kind of guides other things. For instance, you know, now that my youngest is upstairs, we're doing a lot more like night weaning and moving towards, you know, different sleep associations and things like that. We're not brushing our teeth in the morning. We're brushing our teeth at night kind of thing, you know, like little things to adjust to new patterns. You're having Um, to make those adjustments now as opposed to some of those adjustments are things that my daughter has literally just done her entire life. And then there's the things that don't work. Like I didn't want to buy a sound machine. But in my room, we have a standing fan, like one of those. You are big, so anti sound machine for no reason. No, so here's the reason I'm anti sound machine. Why do you hate the I ocean? One, you and my husband both. I no, I bought one. I bought a sta- a standing free sound machine for my stepson when he was like two, and it, for some reason, was so sensitive to the touch that it would switch on and off. Certain times, like if a blanket threw it, like if, if you walked by it too hard and what? it was, um, and it was like, I, it was, it was a poorly made one sound haunted machine. sound machine <laughs> and it just burned me for the rest of my life. Um, no, so we <laughs> use like a big white oscillating, oscillating fan. And so when we moved the, the little one upstairs, like- yes, <laughs> there you go. ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> True ASMR right there. I don't even know if that's going to come across, but all I could think about, as soon as you said that it oscillates, I was like, oh, I get it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so so we were like, okay, well, we don't want a fan that he can pull over on himself in the room. So we're going to use like a Google Home um, and, and play white noise. Well, I found out yesterday that the reason that he has been sleeping less and waking earlier than he usually does is because... Google Homes only play white noise for 12 hours and then they turn off automatically. <laughs> and there's an entire Amazing. there's an entire Reddit thread about it where people are like, Whenever why? you choose to do for your child, make sure you've read the fine print. And that's yes. what the moral of that story Exactly. Because it's been like two weeks of like, what is wrong with him? He's so tired. Um, that's so funny. See, we... So, so last night was his first night with the big oscillating fan in his room. Not only did he not touch it because he knows not to touch it in the downstairs room but he also slept for 14 hours i win (laughs) oh my gosh that is so much sleep that is so much sleep he does still wake once in the night for like 30 minutes to nurse so i mean it's not straight but like for somebody who's been overtired for two weeks like i feel like he was like catching up because his normal nights are about 13 but he yeah he sleeps that's that's not always the vibe in our house and that's the other (laughs) thing though like, that's the other thing I didn't know is, and the pediatrician has always been really, really, really good and kind to me about this, is she's like, listen, some people sleep and some people don't, and you're born <laughs> that way. Because my daughter just has never been great at sleeping, and I've always wondered if it's like her sleep associations or her pacifier or if it is you the sound kind of machine a or whatever. <laughs> I've always been a, I've been a terrible sleeper. I only sleep as well as I do now, sleeper. and I say – as well as I do now, as somebody who gets up anywhere 
from one to five times a night to soothe the baby. But I consider that good sleep because yeah, I'm able to rough. fall asleep afterwards and not be up for an hour. But I have always slept terrible My until I started taking magnesium too. supplements. Yeah. But you know There's what? You know what we have learned? <laughs> There's a tool. <laughs> Talk There's to a doctor right about whether there. or not you might be missing some nutrients. Um, <laughs> a brief commercial break to talk about magnesium. <laughs> for real, we could, I could have talk you, about it. For, have you heard for about my non- lord, my lord and savior, magnesium? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but for real, like magnesium and sound machines. But also, like, I do sleep better with the sound machine. Yeah, I was I afraid I, I wouldn't be able to fan. sleep. I was afraid I wouldn't be able to sleep with the sound machine. And so when I was pregnant, I made my husband start getting used to it. Ooh, that's smart. Because I knew that when we brought the baby home, we wanted her to sleep in our room um, because I was afraid she was just, you know, I wouldn't they're be able to hear that blood curdling scream. Out there in the world by themselves. <laughs> that is true too. You it's know like what? Putting, that's true. You know, we don't even put loaves of bread in grocery bags with other food. Why would we put a loaf of bread-sized human alone <laughs> in the house? I always feel really, really, really guilty about the fact that she sleeps in her room now. And I'm just gonna put this nah. out into the universe, and she's gonna listen to this podcast one day. But there are days where. Like she wakes up in the middle of the night upset and I'm like, I get it. Mom, dad, and the dog are all in the other room and you're in that room by yourself. It's not oh, fair. Yeah, that's a big one. I'm that's trying to train the dog like, to sleep a- in her room so that it's a 50-50 split. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, no, I had a really interesting – this was a long time ago. I had like a this Facebook so argument derailing. with somebody. It is derailing. I had a Facebook argument one time with somebody who was like, children have to sleep by themselves you should not be bunking oh and it was it was an argument because um my two oldest rory and my stepson had shared a room on a trip and obviously i mean we're talking like a three-year-old boy and what like a 16 year old girl so yeah 16 year old girl um or non-binary individual at this point but was identifying as a girl at that point um sorry rory (laughs) but um it was somebody was just like I cannot believe that with the age difference and the and I was like I mean I feel like if you ask them they'd be like well it's not fair we have to sleep all by ourselves and mom and dad always get to sleep together right? like you get a constant sleepover and they don't get one it's very unfair no, it makes you feel sad for them and so yeah yeah such a now that moment. we are it. transitioning to the floor bed and sometimes my daughter wants us to lay down with her at night I'm like, you know what? I get it. I get it. These are those snuggles. Do you feel less at risk of being one of those TikTok moms that falls head first into the crib? Because that was another big problem for me with the crib. Oh. Slash pack and play situation is it was real hard to get out of that thing. (laughs) I have whacked my elbow so hard on a crib and not been able to say anything because I'm laying down a sleeping baby and I don't want to wake her up and so she's sleeping and there's just a (laughs) 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 crumpled to the floor (laughs) and I wish so our monitor doesn't record that's one thing I it's love like the mine. I love the mine records. Forwent, I think forwent is always for to forego, but in the past tense, <laughs> forwent, forwent. 
<laughs> foregone. <laughs> it was a foregone conclusion that we... <laughs> I know. We, we skipped the monitor that recorded in exchange for a monitor that did not require Wi-Fi. Oh, that's valid. Because... Very valid. Ours requires Wi-Fi, so I get that. One, um, we live in the middle of town where people do hack into each other's Wi-Fis. Yikes, And why? at the t- time that I was pregnant, people were hacking into each other's ring cameras and I was just no. not about that life. You know what I mean? No. So I'm like, I'm not doing that hackable crib. I hope somebody talking to the baby. I hope terrifying somebody things. hacks into my chicken cam and talks to my chickens at night. <laughs> Go ahead. That would be it's, so it's amazing. Labeled, it's labeled chicken cam. There's also one called raccoon cam, but don't scare the <laughs> raccoons away. You need them to scare the raccoons away. <laughs> Just go, but, ah! you know what I mean? And so it doesn't record, but if it could record, the number of times that it would record <laughs> me or my husband <laughs> basically lamenting life <laughs> on the floor of her room, <laughs> trying not to let out a sound. It was, um, I mean, it would be, I, we would have our whole like hall of shame. So we would save those videos. I would never, I would never do this because I, I, there's no reason. Well, there's nothing embarrassing about this, but I, maybe one day when he's older, I'll ask him, but we have three different videos of my stepson falling out of bed and and there, he's never hurt. So it's great. But at the same time, he is always dead asleep when it happens. So you hear thunk. And then he just quietly gets up, gets back up on the bed, and falls back to sleep. And the comedic humor around the situation is so funny. I watch it. As someone who has done that before, (laughs) that's the thing. (laughs) That's the thing is, I myself have fallen out of bed before. (laughs) (laughs) Just be like, don't look at me. I can't. Oh man! Exactly. And my, my husband's just like I don't know. I say you that, could. I, I totally say that maybe that should be a tool of the trade for you. I think that you should have a recording baby monitor, especially as your daughter moves into toddler toddlerhood. Because last night we got a video on my baby monitor. Because of course. I'm a star of the baby monitor because I am always there with my son and I'm usually the one making noise. And you know those night, whole like campaigns to get the moms in the frame, get the moms in the videos and I'm pictures. You're frame. always there. You're just asleep. Exactly. Last night there was a video that my baby monitor recorded. You have tears in your eyes. You okay? <laughs> this took a turn and I was not prepared. Last night, it recorded my son waking up in the middle of the night, standing up and falling face first (laughs) onto my chest, into the organs that live on my chest, and going, ah, booby milk, and going right back to sleep. (laughs) And I was like, that is perfect. (laughs) So beautiful. But there's there's also so many videos of me singing Go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep right now, baby. Because <laughs> I've given up on like <laughs> any melody and I'm just like, get it out of here. Oh my gosh, that's oh, so I, funny. I okay, so, <laughs> so 
So, you know, baby monitors, beds, all sorts of stuff. But yeah, you got to you got to do what works what works for you and what is most hilarious because motherhood is hard and you need to laugh every once in a while. <laughs> and you really, I mean, you really do need to get one that records toddlerhood. And young I mean, we still have a baby monitor that is only on at night, of course, if for my stepson, and we do get some very funny things from that baby monitor too. <laughs> yeah, I can Especially imagine so. He wakes up first thing in the morning and goes uh is anyone awake <laughs> just checking just like out into the void <laughs> my favorite is when they learn that they can turn and look at the baby monitor and then like stare you down or talk to you yes now she's like, 18 months old but she alone. hasn't figured that out yet that's good so but i know babies I, younger than her that have i have an important psa and you told me about this and i did not listen so you were telling me something important about like silicone plates and like bacteria maybe or stink or anyways. So I put a silicone placemat in my dishwasher two days oh, no. ago and there must have been something in my dishwasher that had like garlic smell in it. Ew. All I know is that this placemat may have to die because so, it has made my dishwasher the whole thing. Everything in my dishwasher now smells like that garlic. And I can't get the silicone to stop smelling like it. And I don't remember what you were telling me about silicone, but I'm pretty sure I'm not going to own anything silicone ever again. No. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Whatever product you choose for yourself, you have to know the fine print. You have to read the fine print on these products, okay? Food grade silicone is so good for you. It's great. It's awesome. It's also porous. <laughs> so that's when- not a good, That's not a good word. <laughs> it just Porous. means the surface isn't completely sealed okay so when it gets heated like in a dishwasher which basically oh, no. steams things to sanitize <laughs> them which is good you want it to because it doesn't trap stuff like so if you like if you microwave some plastics they will like open up and then close back and then there's Ew. stuff in there just going bad you know is what that i mean how you get the weird spaghetti stains in plastic tupperware Probably. Is that what happens? Yeah. Okay. I have so fun fact, you can spaghetti stain silicone because oh, we no. spaghetti stained my daughter's bottles because we have the Boone bottles that are all, um, it's just a plastic holder that holds together two silicone pieces and your child's milk never touches the plastic. It's all silicone. You can sanitize it in the dishwasher, everything like that. Okay. Like these things are made to not break down in the dishwasher. That does not mean that they are not like opening and closing in the dishwasher, essentially, like the surface of them aren't. And one day we opened the dishwasher. We had had spaghetti the night before. Oh, no. <laughs> and like six bottles, six of the bottles, <laughs> all yellow, hideous, <laughs> awful. And like, here's the thing. According to the CDC, those are sterilized. Yeah. You can use them that way. It's not going to hurt anything. However, um, poster child over here for postpartum depression and anxiety was convinced that the CDC didn't know what they were talking about. Um, <laughs> I so, think every mother enters that phase where you're like, poison control said this and they're wrong. <laughs> right? I know like, my no, child. That's when you start up. going down the you start going down the lane called I know my child. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you go too a, far down that lane, it turns really quick into crazy lane. You yeah, gotta back yourself did. back up. It's, it, there's there's a there's only so far you can go down. You gotta the lane you gotta watch for it to turn into a dirt road. Again. 
We're getting off the county lanes, okay? We're getting off the county roads here. Um, but the government doesn't go that far. Come back. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but you know, so I was like really, really concerned about it. So I took I took a lot of chemistry in college, so I can get a stain out of anything. And it's That's like horrifying. become kind of a joke between me and my friends. Um, my husband likes to test my abilities by dropping things in his lap all the time. Um so I'm always getting stains out of his clothes. Um, but I knew that I could treat the stains in the in that silicone using UV. So what I did, and you could do this with yours too. My husband is obsessed about this with the water table. He was like, just put it in the sun. The UV will help. And I was like, are you sure? But it is. It's not. So, okay. UV is not going to do it all though. Oh, I know. You Lysol it. So water. And then you UV it. I cleaned the silicone using water, Dawn dish soap. If it works for ducks, it works for us. Um, (laughs) Water, Dawn dish soap, and vinegar. (laughs) And then put it in the sun, and they were completely bleached and fine th- after the afternoon. Do you think that Don knows that the ducks have convinced us? <laughs> oh, I know. After, after, if it can decrease some ducks, it can happy. decrease anything. I use Don dish soap on the chicken. They don't even always know what duck. kind of ducks they're cleaning. Like, they don't even know where all of those pollutants came from. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if they can get an unidentified grossness off of a wild animal, then it can get the spaghetti stain out of a bottle. So we're adding that to the list of tools. Dawn dish soap, oh, absolutely. Actually, actually, no joke, that will get um, grease splatter out of your clothes, I which mean, is important. Anything that's a degreaser much, is going to help like that. It's important if you make as many like homemade uh, chicken nuggets as I do. <laughs> There's there's a lot of splatter happening, and I don't always grab an apron. Um, no, but so seriously, funny. so but here's an interesting thing, and and this was something that you and I were talking about like literally not too long ago because we are doing like a potty training course um, with my youngest because even though we have already potty trained an individual, we want a refresher because I personally feel like I have trauma left over from that experience, and I need to push, <laughs> I need to push through that. And so, but as like a parenting educator, like I am making courses, I am doing this and I have really enjoyed going through that process and looking at things from all angles and, you know, asking yourself, will this process work for this type of mom? Will this process work for a single parent? Will this process work for two parents who are working outside of the home and have a nanny? You know, like what can implement this? And I think that like, living in the internet age has just just blown open parenthood and i do oh yeah the door is wide open there's almost too much information out there well that's what i was gonna say i think that too much information can be really overwhelming i think that too many opinions can be really confusing and overwhelming but if you can do introspection which we we talked about just the other day about like finding your why and what you want for your child then, and it, it's a privilege to do this, then if you have time to dig through some of that too much information, you can really find what it is you're looking for and what it is you're wanting to do. And one of my favorite things as like a professional is to like do that research for a family and then say like, here's our situation, here's what's wrong, and then digging through that for them. Um, mm. And I am kind of obsessed with finding people 
for people. So like if I have a client, like finding their Instagram match <laughs> and oh being my gosh. like, pay attention to this page. That's the Bumble I need. These highlights. I don't need yeah. Bumble BFF. I need a Bumble <laughs> influencer. Somebody who wears the same size as me, has a similar lifestyle, has kids the same age. <laughs> I need Bumble me, influencer. Well, but I mean, but the, the truth is, and you know this because you live, I would say something that I would totally give so many things for, which is to have friends in person in your area who have kids who are the same age. Oh, yeah. Like, I the, have gal, the gal who, gang gets me through. Yeah. Like we, I have friends who are have kids with different ages. I have friends who have kids of similar ages who live far away from me. And then I have friends who like don't have kids at all. And so like my social circle is kind of like a yeah, Venn yeah. diagram that looks like one of those weird loopy things. What'd you say? <laughs> and I and have you. Have me. <laughs> Are we friends? What? This is brand <laughs> new information. I thought we were women. Some days. We are friends. Some days. <laughs> but no, I mean, I so I do think that like even if you don't have direct access to someone, which it would be a huge t- tool for people because you can ask other parents. But like you and I have a friend who went through pregnancy all the way up and like still has contact with the people who are the same age as her son now that her son is nine so and like was able to like not only compare pregnancy things which i think is more common even than comparing like newborn things i love i think there's a lot of like direct questioning in the first year where you're like my kid is doing just a lot more time for communication and introspection during when you're pregnant than there is when you You're are chasing a toddler. Your brain. You're I I talk. I have three mom friends that live close enough, and or I talk to every single day. We all have children within nine weeks of each other, which is mom and brain. there are still some times where I'm like, "And you guys, I can't even take it. She did X Y Z today," and they're like, "Oh, so and so did this last week. Here's how we handled it." And I'm like, "Why didn't you mention it?" And she's like, "Because that was the day that somebody else was having blah 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 happen, and yeah. it was just like we didn't even get around to that conversation. Like, there's no, there's on any given day, my toddler goes through so many emotions and does so many things that there's no way I could communicate them all. If you aren't here, you weren't part of it. You know? Yeah. No, that's true. And I mean, there are things that like you will be talking about and I'll be like oh have you tried this and it's like I may have known that since you know the six-year-old was two but I For didn't reals. ever think to give it to you as information nope <laughs> you sure don't your face <laughs> how many times have you been like well why didn't you try blah 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 and I'm like why didn't I know that existed <laughs> well and and I do that I mean again like just coming from different backgrounds like I have a degree in child development and psychology and so I know there are times there are times though where I ask myself why didn't you remember that and then I'm like oh college was like 12 years ago (laughs) I've slept since then or more accurately not slept since then (laughs) it wasn't 12 years ago though when was it it's the opposite. Uh, it was, it was it's, 15 it's and now it's 23. Opposite. So it wasn't, we didn't graduate. I thought we were graduated in 2013 and it was 2025, which would have been 12 years, but instead it's been, we graduated it's in been 2015. Eight years. It's yes, been eight years we since See, we graduated. I had, I had the numbers back. I just love how you said the other way. You were adding instead of subtracting. <laughs> Is that what you were 
Well, yeah, it was kind of. That doesn't work anymore. This is gonna make this is gonna make our podcast not relatable for people who do (laughs) Common Core math because that's not how they do math anymore. (laughs) Okay, so speaking of tools, I went to I went to a York. I thought you were about to go speaking of Common Core, and I was like, no, no, Um, no, speaking of Common Core, (laughs) no, actually, so speaking of tools, like I have children who are learning at different paces than their schools are teaching. You know, I have one child who is um, very quickly becoming aware of like how good he is at math. And then I have my two-year-old who is obsessed with the idea of phonics. Um, And I don't know how to teach those things. Like I know how to keep children alive. I know how to take care of their mental health. I don't know how to teach. And so like I went to a used bookstore and lucked out that they had a huge homeschooling workbook for free table and I was able to be like okay let me do like a you know like sometimes you have to like check your own privilege but also like check your own mental availability and I was able to sit there and be like is it more stressful for me to get on the internet and look up how do I teach phonics (laughs) and dig through all that crap or can I take this workbook and flip through it and, you know, modify whatever I think I need to modify and things like that over the next couple of years. And it was amazing. But I literally stumbled upon that idea. I never would have been sitting on my couch Googling, you know, how do I help my five-year-old understand blended letters? Um, and then been like, oh, I should just buy homeschool curriculum. Because it's See, like I you think... don't think of things that are outside of your circle. And so. Well, yeah. And you also don't always prioritize things until all of a sudden they are a priority. <laughs> Valid. Like, I, I feel like I we to... <laughs> didn't care enough about utensils <gasps> yeah. for my daughter until we went to Italy and they, everywhere we went, they just gave her a her sized fork. Yeah. Fork. I cannot say that word. Fork. And they get better than both of our children, though, because both of our children cuss when they say it. Well, my daughter says pork, actually. We have. But, you know, so they gave her one and she used it. And we didn't have anything like that. And we didn't care about anything like that. I thought she was going to eat or use her hands to eat for like ever. And so we like come back to America and I'm like, she just, she wouldn't eat without her pork. Where's her pork? And I had to like research and try to find like age appropriate, developmentally appropriate like yeah. utensils. And you know, when I say we'll research and, and find, I mean, it took me about 15 minutes while also fielding off nine snack requests. But like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was just one of those things where I didn't care about it till I cared about it, you yeah. know? Well, and that is true. Things like run up on you because you're focusing and that kind of goes back to the survival techniques of like you're you're just focusing on the here and now and sometimes you don't think ahead and that is something that I really appreciate about having friends who have kids of different ages who can say like, yeah and even mom influencers yeah mom influencers other moms um, who have the foresight about moms like um because my son my youngest never wanted to use silverware that looked different than what his favorite person in the world was using daddy so he had to have a metal fork like his father and right. we had to we had to really navigate that to make sure that it was safe because it wasn't a battle that we really wanted to fight because we knew that there's no true harm in it but we still had to be very careful and because of that you have to kind of modify other things you know like you can have this but you have to sit very still and you have to watch for these things you know 
Um, Which brings me to. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> just because it's trendy doesn't mean it's the best thing for your family. Valid. Super valid. My child lives and dies by whether or not her toddler tower is out that day. She is a up, up high girl. She wants to be at the kitchen counter. She wants to see what you're doing. She wants to watch you chop onions. She wants to, oh my goodness, yesterday I let her put raw chicken tenders in an instant pot because she just wanted to help. And that was the only thing I was doing. I was just putting chicken in an instant pot. I I wasn't doing anything that she could really help me with. So I just let her do it. And then I just like, you know, power washed the salmonella off of her. But you know, and so it's like one of those things where it's like that is a crutch in our lives. Mm-hmm. That is such an important part of our lives. So we got like a collapsible one. Actually, you got it for us. Um, and it was well, you found it. That's what's funny. So nice. You found it from Instagram. And then I just, I just sent you over to our store. Sent you to get it um, because they didn't have any at our store. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like it's one of those things where it's like that has become so crucial for our lives. Yeah. But her little best friend, who is two weeks older than her, not interested, doesn't care, afraid well, of even, it. Her mom can't. Son, her mom's pregnant and she can't pick her up, up and down all the times that the daughter decides that she wants to be up and down a million times. And so they are selling theirs. They're like, this was such a huge waste of money. They're about to move. We're not moving this yeah. big thing. Like, And it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, until she tried it, she might not have ever known that yeah. that wasn't going to work well, for them. And, like, and that sucks. But at the same time. How, it's interesting because how things like that overlap because both boys at my house love it and love doing it to help things but have no desire to cook with it. You know, they want to be up high at daddy's desk. They want to be up high decorating their Christmas tree. They want to be up high pretending Ooh, I to paint picture frames. For it. Yeah, I mean, like it. It's a huge up high thing. I actually also use it to contain both of them if I'm trying to mop the floor around them. <laughs> Please climb up into your tower and play castle. Thank you. <laughs> the, fo- the floor is lava. Get inside, get inside the boat. Um, but no, I mean, so it's one of those things where like tools work differently for you as needed. Oh, yeah. And, like we were just talking about this. Um the like your your husband was wanting what was it your husband wanted a noggle is that what they're called but then i was like yes he's a stroller fan <laughs> right right like he like, was talking about how it's like 155 degrees where we are and <laughs> you can't no exaggeration not, at all <laughs> i'm not even i'm not even joking we have a heat advisory today it's it was 82 <laughs> degrees at 6 a.m this morning it is Whoa. it is so hot it is no so hot and um, my sweet baby girl, by the time you buckle her in, which she is also in a do-it-herself mode. So by <laughs> the, the time she buckles herself in, it's, it's a fine, it's a fine stage when you know the temperature is is mild outside. Um, but when you are standing rain. outside in 155 degrees while your child tries to buckle their own seatbelt for 10 minutes, and you're both just melting. Can I and the car is not even running. I'm gonna start putting. I'm gonna start turning the car on and then you know doing it. Well, what I was. But anyway, it's a whole thing. So he's like, we need one of those noggles. Oh, a noggle. And he wants me to go get one. And I was like looking for one when I talked to you, and you were like, "What are you using your old stroller fan for?" And I'm like, "That is genius, but it may not work 
Because if you move molten lava at a slightly faster speed, it's still going to be molten lava. (laughs) No, you're supposed to, don't put it where it's blowing on her. Put it on, does your car have the vents in the back seat? Well, yeah, but she's in her command chair. Put it in front of the vent so it's blowing further, more forceful air. Maybe. I don't don't know know. if that's going to work. But then again, I think it's funny because you just mentioned mentioned stroller and I haven't touched mine in months now because we just got one of those Academy sports wagons. Oh my gosh, we use our stroller every single day. Well, here's the problem. I have a five-year-old who takes the stroller and pushes his brother into things. So now they can both get in the wagon and I don't have to keep up with two of them. See, I wonder how like fundamental some of those things are like multiple children versus only child, city versus country, um, living, you know, like multi-level house versus single-story house like there's got to be some correlations yeah, there but that's many, why you have to try to find something think we have right now you what how many baby gates do you think we have right now one at least on your stairs i would think we have four well we have three <laughs> but we only had one until last week and now we have oh four wow because the boys want to go onto the front and to the back porches as much as they want to and it's okay and your, for them your doors to... don't lock <laughs> well they do but they want to go outside and stand on the porch and blow bubbles and i'm okay with them doing that while because we have one of those meshes so that we can make sure no bugs come in and we can keep the door open oh, and i have yeah. no problem with them doing that except that i didn't want them making escapes towards the mailbox because the mailbox is you know the bermuda triangle of children um and <laughs> So we just gated our stuff can't get out. It's true. Like no matter what they're doing, they just get drawn to the So you put a baby gate on the entrance to your porch. Yep. To both of them. Wow. That is smart. That's my thinking. So now it's so and we have a sunshade on our back porch. Inside while outside. Yeah. Outside outside and inside at the same time. (laughs) And our back porch our back porch has a ceiling fan and a sunshade. So like if it's too hot, but they're desperate to play bubbles, then I can sit underneath the ceiling fan and we can put the sunshade down and we can all be out there together. Mm. Or I can cook lunch in peace <laughs> with the well, door open. Well, you got eyes and ears on them, but they're not within arm reach and they don't have to be because there's a gate. Exactly. So, I mean, cool. I just think, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like the last couple of weeks... Maybe because I have two surgeries coming up. Maybe just because it's summer and it feels like there's just something different in the air. Like when when there's it's so heat. much. Well, <laughs> it's humidity. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, ice I just creams and murders. Like, okay, heat leads to ice creams and murders. The children discovering the out of doors again is a whole nother ball game. And so you have like lots of high energy and lots of other things going on. And at our house, we have a garden. Oh my goodness. Can I please tell you this? It is completely off the rails. I planted, I, mean, I planted so this three cucumbers, like three cucumber plants from seed. Everything in my garden's from seed this year, I which I'm very proud of. But um, I planted three cucumber plants from seed. And then I gave one cucumber seed. To my five-year-old. One packet of seeds or one seed? One seed. 
<laughs> one seed. This child got one seed out of a cucumber that he ate for lunch, buried it in a pile of weeds, <laughs> and put a little green sticker in it that says that it's his cucumber. And his cucumber is growing better than my cucumber. Two of my plants did not even sprout. I had to go back and replant. But oh his my gosh. cucumber. I would the talk about a green thumb. I have to go through there now with gloves and make sure that none of those things are like poison ivy and things like that. Um, because I didn't really care. He he was just like, I need to put this in the ground. And I was like, sure, why not? But it's like you just but you should follow know. his instincts next time. I was, I was about to say, forget the garden. You gotta play you you around the yard. To be fair though, he also did bury two apple seeds in gravel and ask me when the tree would give him apples, and I was like in 300 years <laughs> probably when we move it to the orchard um that's gonna help wow okay yeah this got a little off the rails but it's really exciting because i don't know i just i mean i think, I think it's just one of those things where you could you could follow every influencer and there might be one that you relate to or you have similar lifestyles to or your child ends up like their child which you have no control over yeah or you can read every single book i mean like the amount of parenting books i own is crazy because it's my job and my profession and i would argue that i don't parent exactly from one book like you could read that book the book that i quote parent closest to which i don't wouldn't even know what that is right now and you still wouldn't have a full grasp of everything we do, if that makes sense. And I think it's so fascinating. Um, Is there something to knowing that everyone is using all these different so-called must-have products and all of these children are thriving and alive and growing up happy and satisfied no matter what you've got? Like, is there something to letting it go and getting – what works for you, even if it may not be the absolute bestest tool of the trade, or no, it, it may not even be the best one for you, but it works. Like we cannot find a leak-proof sippy cup to save our lives. <laughs> and so Don't at this point, it, we're just rotating through which one we hate less that week. I like it. And so it's like, you know, um, you know, what works for me is not spending $500 on trying different cups. What works for me is just like slowly inching closer to her being able to use a real cup. Well, what I will add on to that and say what worked for me was buying a bunch of the cheap kind of taller cups with plastic lids and straws. And I just start the morning drinking water out of one of them. And then he demands that he wants mommy's cup. (laughs) And then I just give it to him. And he hydrates all day long because he enjoys the fact that he took my cup from me. And then your child still gets milk out of a boob, which results in much less carpet being ruined. (laughs) yeah that is true don't give anybody never give anybody milk in anything oh and well that's the thing is you have to like if i have those of us who do not make milk have to give them whole milk in a cup that is going to get left on the floor unless you follow them around constantly and so you have like if that cup leaks it's a problem and i hate it but you know what problems i'm just rotating through which one i hate less there you go. I like but you know that. what I mean? Like, that's the whole point is like, we just try there to make no a no milk on the couch rule have. and we just move yeah. past. 
Well, and there is no one must have because I'm sitting here thinking like, oh, I have cups that I could probably recommend to you. But I don't know if your daughter would ever drink out of them. And I don't and you know. you don't know if they're the best for oral development. And you don't know if well, milk and is I different than water in them. Because survive. milk and water are different densities. And that makes a difference. Yeah, we have exactly. lots of cups that are water leak proof. But when you take cold milk, as it warms up to room temperature, because toddlers get distracted, they start <laughs> leaking. That's so fascinating. It's wild. It is really interesting. That's your next um, engineering feat. Is how do you I've make seriously a thought cup about it. that's safe? <laughs> I literally said counts, right? to my husband over the weekend that maybe I just won't go back to work this fall, and instead <laughs> I will design the perfect cup, the there perfect milk cup. That might be what well, I do. I kid you not. I go through parenting courses like. It's my job because it is my job. And there are moments where I'm like, I could make this course better. And then there's moments where like, I need to write this down. This person is a genius. And it's just like, it really depends because everyone's doing their best with what they have. And and sometimes the tool that's best for you is the closest tool. And sometimes the tool that's best for you is the best design tool. And sometimes the tool that's best for you is the one that protects everyone from harm. And sometimes it's not. You can kill a fly with a shoe or a fly swatter or a $70 million bug zapper, you know? <laughs> well, and you I can kill a fly with a car if you drive fast enough. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> and, there's lots of different tools. It's just what one, which one meets your goals yeah. and doesn't blow everything else out of the water. I think that well, is like gonna, the biggest key. I, I was going to end on this story because I also believe that you should use what's in your environment as a tool. And my two-year-old was having a really hard time at the grocery store the other day. And um, my husband was with me, which doesn't always happen. Like, usually we try to go grocery shopping together and then just sometimes we can't. And I will say the trips by myself with the toddler are a lot quicker <laughs> because I'm just like, we're going, we're going, we're going. But The um, same my thing husband, happens to us. My husband's a little bit more leisurely. <laughs> and so we were, I forgot to budget that extra hour that we were going to be there. And so it got too close to like lunchtime and nap time. Um, and my son probably had like his first real, like complete meltdown toddler. Um, he like put his head on the concrete floor and everything. Um, and so I was like, I can't do this anymore. I tagged in my husband um, and I kept grocery shopping because I had the list and I just wanted to finish up. And I come back and it's been over a half hour and they are in the baby food aisle. And you know how there's like the organic baby food with the refrigerator that's got the little sliding door. I don't know if, you're, if your grocery store ours has that. Ours does not have this. So ours no. has like the full refrigerated, you know, it's you have to keep the baby food completely refrigerated, no preservatives area. And you it has a sliding. No, it has like a sliding. um refrigerator door instead of the open and closed ones mm-hmm. and I found them there and they had been doing that for 30 minutes and my son had gone from full meltdown starving and exhausted to gleefully giggling back and forth with this refrigerator door and my husband was just like my husband was like it worked dude like he's okay now we're gonna get in the car he's gonna go home and go to sleep after a snack in the car he's gonna be fine and it was just one of those things where I had this moment of just like yep sometimes you use what's around you like sometimes you just have to pay attention and and that was what my husband said he said I looked around 
And I noticed that he was enjoying like trying to get to this refrigerator. And he's like, so I just showed him how to open the door. (laughs) Mm, That's a whole other podcast episode (laughs) on saying yes when there's no reason to say no. Oh, yes. No, that's uh, that's a podcast episode. That's one of the most favorite things I've learned about communicating with toddlers is if you can say yes, like when there's no reason to say no. Well, that's why we put that's why we put a gate on our back porch, because the amount of times that I have to say no to bubbles because I need to load the dishwasher be inside water boiling that's where all the stuff is yes that's where everything's (laughs) happening if you want food for lunch i have to be inside to make the food so now it's like yes go outside play bubbles i'll be right here um i love that so So. well i appreciate you um sitting here with my rambling (laughs) and random tangents oh man there's so many giggles in this episode we're 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 loosey-goosey Probably because Sometimes both of our children slept. <laughs> yes. Vibes. Well, you're a good mom, no matter what tools you're using to get through the week. <laughs> Thank you. You're a good mom. Talk to you later. Bye.